need to just use his comment just so you can say Let's his name. Let's get his first. Yeah. No, no, no. Just so you can say his name. Go ahead. Coca. 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 This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 96 of The Real Word. Word is up. The one word. month. One month. Woo woo. One the month. One month. Yeah, yeah, we're down word. to, and then we're at 100. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll keep going. So, Of course. We're not going anywhere. We've got a lot to get into. We're going to get into your comments from episode 95 on the Zillow Unlock Notes. So if you didn't watch episode 95, go back and do that. We've got a drive-by shooting to get into, right? And some quarter three funding updates from uh, directly from Swanepoel, T360. I so. feel like I will sleep through that one. Mm, I don't think so. That's nope. going to take the place of the marketeer. But let's get into the Zillow Unlock comments on episode 95. Um, we're not going to go through all the comments, but we'll go through at least a couple of them, starting off with... You can't wait. Kakoa Mansafa. If I butchered your name, I apologize, you, you but that's not the did. easiest name you of all did time. It. Well, what is it then? I I'm not even going to pretend to know. It's too far away. I can't uh, see it. I I feel like I'm close, but anyways, well, look, he edited it though. What I liked about the uh, comment here is he time stamped what he was talking about. So five minutes, six seconds. He says, actually, it's First American and CoreLogic that have all the most juicy real estate data. This was coming off of me saying Zillow, in Zillow's words, has the most data. And so, you know, to his point, he says CoreLogic and First American, they've been around long before Zillow. Zillow figured out how to monetize it from the consumer-centric side as opposed to the Genesis. No. The geniuses. Oh, the there geniuses. it is. I was just, I was just You're waiting. waiting for me to do something. I was waiting. The geniuses. <laughs> Of NAR, who only gave a damn about the pay relevance of their realtor member commissions. Okay, so we're not going to get into that, but we are going to get into who has more data. And I was basically reading off verbatim what Zillow's saying. Hey, we've got the most data in the real estate industry. I said on episode 95, I believe them. I mm -hmm. think that, that, that it is the truth when it comes to one um, segment of data consumer centric data consumer mm -hmm. behaviors well and he and he sort of and i mean he 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 says that yeah he agrees with you there I, and i think he does and i and i and i commented hey i'm talking about when i'm talking about zillow yeah. i mean consumer data like we we're talking about well, rich well, barton saying people will go into these homes that they have listed yeah. as a, a zillow listing yeah. up to 15 he's times really talking more about, he's really talking more about consumer habits how quickly habits, do they want yeah. answers you know how many agents will they go through i mean they again getting into a house as quickly as possible like how those many, types of i mean they're certainly i mean and they, they clearly have data on solds and pre-foreclosures and foreclosures but i do agree here with with our buddy um Mustafa, Mustafa. Because here's the one, uh, Mansafa. not Mustafa, Mansafa. Uh, but here's the thing, Mansafa. They're not. Uh, CoreLogic doesn't have data on how many people before they list the house will go onto Zillow and look at their right. estimate and look at their page. Yeah. You know, for the 14 days leading up right. before they ever even call an agent right. once. Right. 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 So, so I guess I, I guess maybe when we use the because he said most juicy real estate data. I'm, juice. I'm certain we 
I'm certain we said that. I'm certain we said juicy because I just <laughs> we didn't feel like that's super appropriate for us. Um, so again, I guess it, it's sort of in like the linguistics of it. Like, well, what ju does... juicy to who? CoreLogic's right. data might be juicier to an agent or a real estate professional, right. but a consumer they're sharing the most data with Zillow right now. Three yeah. out of four uh, buyers or just consumers or people looking right. at real estate listings are using Zillow. So, um, which in this situation, I feel like maybe agents in, in I guess in this topic is they're more concerned with because it's about leads. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think we're both right. I think um, when we're talking about Zillow, we're more right. Wow. Right. Just keep commenting, though, please. Yeah. please that doesn't commenting. scare you away. Hopefully that didn't scare you. <laughs> uh, Melanie. Hey, big, big fan of Melanie. She's uh, been following the show for quite some Forever. time. We, yes. we love you, Melanie. So. I'm going to preference that before I get into oh, your comments, which you didn't reply back to my uh, replies, Melanie. But so Melanie starts off with lab coats under the bus, dot, dot, dot. Interesting. I'll pause there. Uh, wasn't throwing lab coat under the bus, but I was certainly throwing uh, the agents under the bus that are complaining in the comment section of lab coats, which you see on a variety of posts, people getting into the comment section and complaining as opposed to conversing about what's happening in our industry, uh, people just throwing out like headline type of opinions instead of having a conversation. So it's the complaining, Melanie, that I'm throwing completely under the bus. There's a ton of entitlement in, in real estate from the agent side. Uh, there's a ton of complaining going on and, and and not a lot of actually digging into what the hell is going on in our industry. Mm -hmm. With so, the drive-by shooting, for sure. Uh, we'll get into the drive-by in a little bit. Problem with Melanie's schedule with uh, Zillow scheduling for her on her first appointment. Uh, one of her issues was there was an issue Not with me. the seller. It so. wasn't her. It was the seller. Uh, you know, absolutely. I get that. You got to have these things approved. So, hey, I'm going to I'm going to approve your showing pending confirmation from the seller because this is a home that somebody lives in. Well, Obviously, I feel like in that situation, you would just make the appointment and then say, hey, like I'll get back to you if it doesn't work. And then if it doesn't work for your seller, find out two other times that does work yeah. for your seller. So you can at least go back to that buyer and be like, hey, listen, I tried really hard to get you in tomorrow at one doesn't work. How's tomorrow at four or five? It works better for the seller. I'm going to be getting back to you with a text message. The text message is going right. to say one of two things. One, it's going to be confirming our time that we've scheduled here today. Number two, it's going to be uh, a change of time options because the seller can't accommodate yeah. that change, right? Or, it's just, you know, you could you can even go a step further if it doesn't work for that seller. Maybe be like, hey, but I did find another house that's very similar right. to that one, and they were able to accommodate that 1 o'clock showing. Exactly. So get that, Melanie. There's definitely going to be that issue with trying to set the showing yes. up. Uh, and, and this is in reference, if you, if you didn't go back to 95, to us saying, hey, someday, if we're not able to provide this delightful consumer experience, Zillow is going to set the the showing for us, and it'll be like an Uber app. You're either going to be on the money at that time during those two hours, ready to jump in your car and go, mm -hmm. or you're not, and the next person up is going to get it. I, I do believe that's where this thing's kind of going on the buy side for sure. Um, so then Melly goes on and says, also, this is where th – where um, I'm going to have some feedback for you, Melanie. Just be nice. Also, what if I already have an appointment? Nobody cares. Uh, even a Zillow appointment. Nobody cares what kind of appointment you have. Uh, I'm always about my client first, but the real reality is there are more components than just the buyer. I'll pause there. Melanie, 
from a buyer's perspective, and this is where I'm going to coach you up, right? Uh, take this as a coaching, take this as feedback. If I was talking to my team right now, I'd say, hey, don't have an opinion about how I'm saying it or what I'm saying. Just know that this is uh, stuff that you can use to better your business. So I'm coming at you as a coach right now. Yeah, you're a coach. I'm going to, I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach. Nobody reach out to me for coaching <laughs> services. They do not exist. You don't I want him as a coach. coach. You don't want me as your coach. <laughs> but I do think this is good feedback. Um, you had mentioned there's more components to the buyer. To the buyer, there are not more components. The buyer doesn't give a crap about anybody else. Seller, agents, appraisers, lenders, uh, gatekeepers. They only care about them, their schedule, their needs. What's super interesting, um, though, with that statement, though, too, is that I feel like the seller does really only care about the buyer as well, right? I mean, because if a seller is wanting, you need a buyer to come a through. Real, yeah, a real seller who's committed to the process, who wants to be aggressive, yeah. will care about the buyer. Oh, my God, and yeah. Accommodating They're like, why, why are there no yep. showings? And if they find out that you can't accommodate the buyer to get through their home. Yeah. Mm. So Melanie says that she should not be, and this is her opinion, should not be pe penalized for, is it penalized or penalized? I guess it How just, do you go? I guess it, I think it just, I think it's sort of like tomato and tomato, I guess, yeah. if you ever say tomato, but. I always go with penalized. Penal I like penalized. Yeah. I feel like, like it's just, I feel like it's like a, like I a pinky, figured you would like up, that one. You know, having an open house uh, until four p.m. Why should she be penalized if and then and then if say they want the appointment at four if she can't schedule it to four forty-five, and she writes at the end, "I want the appointment. Give me some room to work." No buyer out there is going to give you room to work. The industry, the consumer needs are not going to give individual agents room to adjust their schedule to what they want. This whole thing is over, guys. I'm telling you right now, uh, buyers that call Zillow, as they continue to test, whether it's flex-based pricing or Zillow offers, people that call Zillow and want instant uh, feedback, that want instant showings, are going to get it, and they're just going to find the people that can be in their car immediately and go show it to them, and they're going to skip over the people that want room. Individual agents out there, if you can't scale a business and build a real business where you have team members and people going out to accommodate this, you're going to have plenty of room. You're going to have room to do your nails. You're going to have room to go to soccer games. You're going to have room in your schedule to do everything except sell real estate because somebody with a better system, with a better consumer experience is going to go and fill the gap. And Zillow is definitely going to give all the leads to that person. Well, and I love you, Melanie. Coach You're one of, one of our favorite. Our favorites. Real worders, racketeers yes. out there. She's our favorite. She is our favorite. We can always count on her for a comment. Uh, do you want to so go just, through any more of these comments? I feel comments? like maybe we're done. Melanie, it's been nice knowing you. No, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think that at all. I think Melanie, I'd love for you to follow up. I, I'll, I'll dig into more of this on episode yeah. ninety-seven if you want to reply to the I comments. Mean, I do Shoot think me a though, DM. We talk yeah, directly. I, I, anyway. I do, but again, I, I, I will. Um, I will sort of help Melanie a little bit here, though, too, because you're the first one to tell our team to follow your calendar, to to have a calendar, mm -hmm. to set up a calendar, you know, obviously to set up time for personal things. So I, I feel like part of it, too, because there's many times that I've gotten Zillow calls. Luckily, it's on like a team rotary. And I just I know that I'm. I'm in my family time where I can't answer it and I don't want to and I know what I'm losing by not answering it. And you also have to be sort of okay like with that too. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. And, and I want to go back just a little bit because people hear me say team. If you're not a team, you're going to lose. To me, a team is somebody who has three employees, maybe an individual agent. It's all of them. Maybe mm -hmm. it's the Nicole White show and she's got three um, 
full employees that are admins that are ready to, hey, just had the Zillow lead come in at 1030. You need to go show them the property mm -hmm. at 11. Like mm -hmm. you're an employee. Get in your car mm -hmm. like now. Well, nicely, like, please. Put please. the salad away please. and go like <laughs> let's let's rock and roll. You're on the clock. Like I think there's a lot of ways a Navy SEAL team, right? They call it a, a SEAL team where you just have a small group of people that are all on the same page, a really industrialized team that's large numbers and it's almost operating like a brokerage. Or it's just you having some assistants that are mm -hmm. ready to go. I don't believe what with what the consumer wants with an Uber experience that they're gonna get in real estate over the next five to 10 years, I don't think there's room for individual agents. Uh, I think there'll be room for them to get uh, a small percentage of the deals in a certain market, do referral work, have a nice little uh, amount of income coming in, not a business. Mm -hmm. All right, racket number two. We're if you got Harry, but thank uh, you for the comment, Harry. Harry's got a great comment. There's some other comments in there. Yeah. You can go to episode 95 mm -hmm. on YouTube yeah. and check some of those out. Just wanted to give a shout out. Definitely want to give a shout out to Harry, and I think Harry will be joining us on episode 100 somehow. We're going to make that happen. Um, going to racket number two. And because we've been talking about this so much, iBuying, what is it creating? It's creating some of these homes that are sitting vacant. Well, in Arizona here, just on Halloween, which was a few nights ago, mm -hmm. there was an Arizona home that was hit in a drive-by shooting while it was listed on Open Door. Of course, Open Door buys homes, mm -hmm. and then they relist them to the market. And those homes are sitting vacant. People have the opportunity to go through their app and through their technology to get access to the home right. without an agent. So in this situation now. So this one, the home uh, which was sitting vacant again, uh, was the site of a Halloween party. So these kids broke in well, there. Well, they didn't break in. Well, they didn't break in. They just they went in. They were able in. to get in. They were able to get in through <laughs> Open Doors app. Uh, and they threw a party. And then apparently somebody came in and was shooting the place up. And five of these teenagers were shot. Yes. I don't know. It looks like they were just all injured. Hopefully yeah. there was no. Five victims. Yeah. that died in that. Uh would you have gone to this party if you were in high school I and it was a Halloween open door party? 100% would have been at that party. Throwing it or attending it? Um, I don't know. So it's interesting because I probably, and it's funny though because we've talked about open door and, and the idea of this has never even hit me. So with that in mind, I probably wouldn't have been the one that thought of throwing the party, mm. but I I 100% would have been there. You know, and... and we're going to hear it. And See, this probably wouldn't have been the first one. This was just the first one that had a drive-by shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to hear people say, See, open door. It's not sustainable. They got these homes on the market. There's not an agent. They're vacant. Uh, I do think this is going to be something open door and Zillow offers has to think about, like, what's our security measures behind these homes? Right. I mean, Rich Barton said it himself. There are buyers going into these Zillow-owned homes mm -hmm. up to 15 times without right. an agent. Yeah. Um, obviously the security measures on this particular Arizona home weren't that great if they were, no. uh, I guess th what's there, really, this might not have happened. I, I think, I feel like what's the, what's this, what the, the most sad part about this is that there's neighbors here too. So, you know, this unfortunately is affecting a neighborhood as yeah, well. Mar so they do need to t keep it in mind. I mean, you're, you're really sort of coming into a neighborhood, you're, Again, I don't think that they're bad people. I, I mean, I think it could have happened anywhere. I mean, I've been to multiple parties in homes that weren't even vacant, but that had 
horrible things happen. Yeah, I um, mean, there's, there's good people and bad people, and there's going to be people that and there's going to be children figure and kids, this this thing out. Oh, teenagers. I can get into this house easily, and, yeah, and and throw a party. Yeah, so it's it's this is like an upgrade from like from like partying in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I don't know about uh, what open door is going to do in the future to correct this. Well, but they did, though. Maybe we should just say that they're ensuring the safety of our customers, our neighbors, and our communities is one of the most important things we do every right. day at Open Door. So they but did make, a, obviously, a comment. That, that's such a like empty statement. Everybody's going to say that the safety of all the people in the community and the mm -hmm. consumers is, is something that is they're high, holding mm -hmm. to the highest esteem. Um, but, you know, here, here could be a million-dollar or a billion-dollar idea for Open Door uh, when you go and get a hotel, what do they do? You, you get the hotel and they say, hey, I'm going to charge you $500. This is for incidentals and, and basically a deposit. You're also going to get charged your stay of, you know, two nights, 350 bucks a night, 700 Interesting bucks. Interesting, though, but, so that, would make, but that wouldn't make it frictionless. That wouldn't be a fun, frictionless experience. Well, why wouldn't, experience? It be, why wouldn't it be frictionless if I've got an app, an open well, door app? Because now I have to give you money. It has to be charged. It's going to no, take no, no. two days to come back I've to uploaded, my account. I've uploaded. If I'm a real buyer, yes. I've uploaded my credit card to my open door app or my Zillow offers yes. app. Um, you're all, so you're only charged if something happens? So I go into this house. Mm -hmm. I'm charged uh, a $300 holding deposit or whatever it is, right? But if you're going in 15 times, that means your account is being charged 300 times. Think of how – and then it takes at least 24 Maybe hours. Maybe am I going to go back? Like there's ways to do this mm -hmm. where – uh, you now can narrow this down to serious buyers and not a kid who doesn't have a credit card, right? Okay. Uh, the victims here, there was 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old yeah, kids. You didn't have a credit card where you could could have gotten into this house. I I, well, I didn't, but I mean, there yeah. also weren't debit cards when I was 18, so. Right, I mean, not to say that an 18-year-old couldn't. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I would spend $300 to throw a party. True, true that. Maybe it's got to be higher. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but it's a good idea. I mean, I'm sure that they're, they have a, Full racket full of people thinking up what to do. But I do think that at the very least there should be video cameras. I think that would be the cheapest and most inexpensive route to go for these homes that are sitting yeah. vacant at the very All least. All right. So, so moving on, um, T360, Stefan Swanepoel, who does the um, T360 event every single year, puts out a ton of content. We'll be going through the 2020 trends when they come out in December. We'll be digging into some of that. But uh, quarter three, as it ended, he sent out this week, or T360, sent out their uh, quarter three 2019 year-to-date review on the total funding in real estate. So I think this is just good information for us to have. It's the first three quarters or just the third quarter? In the first three quarters, three quarters. of 2019, okay. the total funding of $2.7 in the first three quarters of 2019 have already surpassed 2018 and 2017 by over 20%. Hmm. Talked about it last week. You got to check out episode 94. I think that was a good one uh, where we said Rich Barton, CEO of Zillow, said real estate is still dramatically underinvested. Underinvested. And so just in 2018, 2017, we're still already 20% over that number here in, in 2019. I buyer models, which we just talked about in the mm -hmm. last segment, um, ha have really drove that. Let's go through here a snapshot of 2019 funding exceeding $50 million. Offer pads, five hundred and sixty-five million, and these are all residential categories. A couple mortgage ones at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Five hundred sixty-five million. Knock, four hundred million this year. Compass, three hundred seventy million. Open door, three hundred million. Perch, two twenty million. 
uh, Better Mortgage Blender Mortgage, and then VTS had ninety million. That's, That's a commercial. commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the top, what is that? Five uh, funded I companies were all residential yeah. categories. Only one of them, guys, was a traditional real estate brokerage in Compass. Offerpad, Knock, Open Door, and Perch are not traditional real estate brokers. So you have this money coming in. I'm not saying all four of those in the top five besides Compass are going to work out. That's the brokers. That's what the brokers are, are telling their, their agents right now. Oh, it's not sustainable. They're getting money. Da, 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 da. When you're spending half a billion dollars a year like Offerpad, you've got the luxury of making some mistakes. You're going to figure some things out. This really highlights the f- what we've been talking about on this show really since we started. Are you going to build a brand? Are you going to have the lead pillars in your local community that can support your name when there's all of these big money tech companies coming for your margin? Okay, if you're satisfied with going from six or five bananas down to a, a half a banana, then, then just let it all happen. Mm, I don't like bananas. You don't like bananas. Mm. Cherries? Mm. Gumdrops? Gumdrops. Gum drops. You like gum, right? <laughs> if you're satisfied with your gum getting pinched from six down to one, then just don't pay attention to this stuff. Let it happen. If you're not, know about this stuff. Read about it. Understand how much money's coming in. Look at what features are working. Mm-hmm. Take those features and then build a brand that speaks to your local community that can also offer these features locally. Or, you know, you can even, if you're finding out that some of these things aren't working, you know, educate your buyers, get out on your platform and start educating them as to why, you know, you should be chosen over a Zillow or an open door or what have you. So, yeah, I mean, and you can see here, I don't know if you can see that little chart. We can put that oh, chart up. Look at right? you with your paper. Put the chart up. Loving it. Uh, you can see in 2013, there wasn't a lot of money coming into this industry. Like there is today uh 17 18 and 19 just tons and tons of money coming into the system and what's really interesting is that it's again mostly residential you would think i feel like yeah residential I mean, all the money is in mortgage yeah. but yeah so very interesting all right uh love to dig into more of the zillow stuff it's going to be something we continue to talk about if you didn't go see 95 you want to check out those comments or leave a comment here on episode 96 maybe another angle maybe we're looking at things uh, from uh, the wrong perspective and you want us to, to look at it a different way, put that in the comments and we'd be happy to follow up on it again. Or if you want Byron to be your uh, real estate coach. No, that's actually not, that's not an option. <laughs> but you can DM me or ask me anything you guys want. I'm always happy to, to help. All right, guys, keep it real. Melanie, I love you. Bye, guys. <laughs>